promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank and KPMG. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. So welcome in, everybody, to the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're really excited to have with us today Gregory Devins. Greg is the CFO and Treasurer Executive Vice President at Independence Blue Cross. Greg, it's great to have you with us. Thank you very much. And we're also joined by Gene Waddy of Diversant. We're really excited to hear the story that you have and how it connects in with the great work that's happening at Independence Blue Cross, which is really, Greg, where I want to start with you and your team. Because I know that most companies, they're really excited about ensuring diversity and inclusion is part of how they operate. My observation over the years, it's been something that's done off the corner of somebody's desk. Today, it is somebody's desk. Correct. And I'd love to hear from your view the passion that not only you personally and professionally have, but also how Independence Blue Cross is incorporating inclusion and diversity activities into everything your team does. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for the opportunity. I'm delighted to be here. Certainly, I want to start by noting that Independence Blue Cross has been operating here in the greater Philadelphia area for 80 years. This year, we're celebrating our 80th anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And, you know, over that period of time, and and particularly recently, we've had really an unwavering commitment to diversity and inclusion. And it relates not only to our suppliers, but also with our 10,000 associates that we employ in this community and other communities across the country. That commitment, I would tell you, starts with our board of directors. We actually have a diversity and inclusion committee at the board level, you know, carries through to our CEO and then to all of the members of our team. So as a company, we're really committed to really making diversity and inclusion a way of life and a way of operating and doing business. And, you know, that commitment really is embodied in the relationship that we have with Gene and Diversant and a number of other companies that that we interact with here in the market. That's great to hear. And I love the fact that Independence Blue Cross, the board is actually actively engaged. It's not just a box checking exercise for your team. It's actually something you live every day. And I'd love for you to expand a little bit on your relationship with Gene and the type of work that his team at Diversant does with Independence Blue Cross. And I want to start with, how did you discover Diversant? Was there a problem you were looking to solve and Diversant was the organization that helped provide the solution? And that's where you kind of took off from there or is it deeper than that? It's really all about that, but it has expanded to something much deeper. So we, you know, we, as I mentioned, we have 10,000 associates across all of our companies, but we have, from time to time, additional needs for resources, and sometimes those needs are temporary in nature. And so a couple of years ago, we put out a request for a proposal looking for organizations that could help us with that contingent labor need that we have. And Gene's company was one of those that responded to that RFP process, and through that process, we kind of vetted their capabilities, their experience, and it really fit very well with our needs. And so, you know, we started off working with them on technology-related resources, project management kinds of resources, et cetera. And since then, it has expanded beyond just the contingent labor to more of a payrolling type of service where we may know a temporary resource that we want to engage, but we use Gene's organization to really help us to facilitate the payment of those resources and, you know, tax issues related to those resources 
et cetera. So it's a great partnership as it relates to the work that Gene's company does for us. And then we've also, and I'm sure Gene will talk about this, been able to introduce them to other organizations across right. the country and, and also are looking to do more with them as we expand our operations beyond this area. Absolutely. And that makes good sense, Greg. So thanks for sharing that. And what I like to capture when I hear these kinds of things is you stick with what works. Absolutely. And when you have a great relationship with an organization like Gene's, you know, why mess with it? Uh, so Gene Waddy, CEO of Diversant, take us back to that moment when you saw the RFP come through, I guess, for independence. And you said, you know what? Here we are up in central New Jersey in Red Bank, right. and we're looking to grow. And what was your feeling when you said, you know what? Here's an opportunity that's too good to pass up. The first thing we thought about when we got the RFP was panic, because it was quite large. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, so we, we had to kind of get ready to respond. Yeah. And I looked forward and I said to myself, this is a strategic opportunity for us, because you know, Independence Blue Cross is a flagship client in this market. And I knew so if we can get in with an independent Blue Cross, that can open up other doors for us. Sure. And so uh, we put our best foot forward. We priced it aggressively our response, and yeah. we were lucky enough to be selected. And then at that point, it's all about delivery and execution. That's right. You know, one of the misnomers, uh, misconceptions about diversity and supplier diversity, particularly, is that the rules are different for the diversity supplier. Right. That is not the case. you got to perform. <laughs> you have to perform. Uh, no and matter. in some cases, just to open the door, you have to overperform. Right. You know, our first placement that we made in the IT space I would say that first placement has to practically walk on water. That's your first consultant that yeah. you place. Has to be flawless. Has to be flawless. Yeah. Or your first time you payroll a resource, that payroll has to come off without a hitch. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't, that will spread throughout the organization, and your tenure <laughs> yeah. with that client could be short-lived. Absolutely. <laughs> and, Gene, I have to say, I really appreciate your candidness around, you know, that honesty of, hey, we had a little moment of panic. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is exciting, yes. but it's also like, okay, this is a big one, yes. but we got it. Absolutely. Talk with us a little bit about the history of your organization, Diversant. Had you guys been around for 10 years at this time, or were you a startup, and how you evolved into where you are today? Well, Diversant, we started in 2005. Okay. So we've been a supplier with Independence, I'm thinking, around uh, three or four years now. Yeah. So we were an established firm. Mm -hmm. Our run rate now, we're almost a $200 million firm, and when we took the leap uh, with Independence Blue Cross, it's a true story, we weren't even based in Philadelphia, you know, because I'm geographically challenged. I had the office in media PA, right? which you I went, thought was a good idea at the time. You went a little <laughs> further beyond Philadelphia. Well, yeah, just a little bit. Well, I'm thinking, you know, let's see, you know, looking at the map, right? Yeah. You don't really know what you're dealing with until you're on the ground. And when we landed the Independence Blue Cross deal, we made the strategic decision to move the office. Yeah downtown to 17th and Market. Yeah, you're closer to your customer, closer for sure. Closer to several cl mm -hmm. customers. And yep. so so at the time, we were, you know, a midsize in our space. Yeah. Uh, today, we are considered one of the larger minority-owned, if not the largest black-owned mm -hmm. uh, IT staffing company uh, in the country that focuses solely on staffing. There are other firms that do several other things, yep. if you will. So IBX uh, is you know, one of the affiliated uh, Blue Cross companies, sure. they have been a gateway to other Blue Cross opportunities right. around the country. Yeah. So little did we know that when we answered that RFP, 
that all these other wonderful things would happen. So it's yeah. been a fantastic relationship. Yeah. And some, Gene, would actually say that not only is Independence one of the top blues in the country, they are the top blue in the country, right? <laughs> they absolutely are. <laughs> yes, indeed. No question about it. <laughs> so when you talk about IT support services, yeah. do you have an expertise in the healthcare space or do you cover different kind of industry sectors we, as well? We cover several industries. We are very prominent in the uh, pharmaceutical healthcare, insurance, and then telecom as well. And the payroll services that we just rolled out recently, that was, a payroll has only been a major part of our offering, I would say about three, four years now. Okay. But it's really taken off of late. And then we implemented a wonderful solution at Independence. It's really been our flagship engagement and it's been a very referenceable account. So other firms will then latch on to our performance and our record at independence and so it opens other doors yeah so yes our largest vertical i would think would be banking yeah. and finance yeah which is wonderful for us because once you can convince bankers and insurance folks that you know what you're doing yeah and it's a highly regulated industry that's right yeah once you show that kind of competency you can take that expertise anywhere yeah. i'm glad you said that because i was thinking the same thing around it support services mm-hmm. the fact that your team has been able to expand into another focus area of payroll which is also a very structured regulated very much so. uh, intense kind of process yes. and companies are looking for solutions and no they're question. looking for efficiencies no question and when you're able to do that uh, that's really great so congratulations well, on your you. ability to think beyond what you're doing today yes. and how you can evolve into what's happening tomorrow. Absolutely. And it's so glad that a company in a neighboring state like New Jersey in a beautiful town of Red Bank sees an opportunity to grow right really in their own neighborhood. You yes. know, we're just a couple miles south and greater Philadelphia, we cover southern New Jersey, southeastern Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and northern Delaware, and it's all part of the what I call the neighborhood. One of the things I love about having the office in downtown is that you can touch all of the major clients very quickly. Yeah. In New Jersey, and God knows I love New Jersey, but you have to drive. Right. In some cases, hours, so an hour and a half to go from client to client. Right. Here in the greater Philadelphia market, I can go from Children's Hospital to Comcast to Independence Blue Cross in a matter of minutes. Right. Which is an advantage when you're talking about customer service and responsiveness. Right. And the fact that my employees love it because they all live closer to their client, closer to their work, as opposed to being in media, where if you were out there, you had to stay out there. Yeah, that's right. From a transportation Generally speaking, you're right. Because, you know, one of the things we tout in Greater Philadelphia, well, we tout a a couple things, but one is the transportation infrastructure. You can easily walk from the companies that you referenced Mm -hmm. in Center City, the Comcast and the Children's Hospitals and the Independence Mm -hmm. Blue Crosses. You can also take the subway or the trolley or, you know, you can drive or you can take other kinds of transportation. Mm -hmm. You can even take the train (laughs) from 30th Street Station down and get off and walk right up the steps. Yes, indeed. And frankly, you can do the same in media. It's just a little bit further out. <laughs> but I wanted to shift to one of our other assets that we often talk about in addition to our transportation infrastructure, and that is talent. How difficult has it been for your team to find the talent you need to staff the projects you have with not just independents, but with other projects as well? There's a lot of IT talent here yeah. in the Philadelphia area uh, because of the education infrastructure here. There are a lot of graduates that are in the technology space that are looking for opportunity. Many of them are native Philadelphians and are not necessarily too keen about leaving Philadelphia. So if we can get them a good job, they'll stay and invest in the community and be here long term. So that's the staffing part of my answer. But internally, you know, as a CEO, one of the things we deal with is the war for talent. You know, what's going to help the company grow 
is more qualified folks on right. the bus. Right. So as a CEO, my job is to get the right folks on the bus yep. and help them stay on the bus. That's right. <laughs> so um, due to the fact that I mentioned earlier about the wonderful education infrastructure, we're recruiting out of these schools. Yeah. The Drexels of the world, the Temples of the world, you know, even Penn State, we're taking those folks yeah. and bringing them in and we're recruiting them and making them into uh, sales executives, yep. recruiters, you know, and there's a career path as well. And when those folks come in, I mean, this year we're going to hire, I would say on average between 80 and 100 recent college grads. Yeah. Not all of them are going to work here in Philadelphia, but you know, Greg actually came to visit our office uh, last week yep. and the office is packed. Yeah, it's like 20 great. folks in there yeah. and doing their jobs and we train them. And what's great, Matt, is when they get to a certain level of maturity, yeah. we can export them to other parts of the country yeah. to plant a diverse flag. We've got 13 offices, right. and we're looking to grow. That's so, great. so Philly is, again, it's a strategic stake in the ground for diversity. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great. And, you know, Gene, one of the things I've learned about you and that I really admire is your passion for people. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> profits are important, but to your point that you made a moment ago, mm -hmm. that doesn't happen without good people. And you have a kind of approach that puts people first. Well, that's what I'm good at. You know, I've, <laughs> one of the things about a successful CEO, you have to know what you're good at, yeah. right? And know what you don't know. Right. So if you put me in front of a stack of legal documents, I'm probably going to fall asleep. I have no patience for it. But when it comes to people and connecting and you know leveraging those relationships, that's what I'm passionate about. Right. It goes back to my blue-collar upbringing. So I'm first generation in my family, first to go to college. Yeah. And my dad worked for a chemical company for 25 years, blue-collar. My mom stayed home. Yeah. And I got to immerse myself in the connectivity of his relationships to people he worked with for 20-something years. Yep. And those companies at the time put people first. Those folks worked at those companies for 25, 30, 35 years. Yep. So that's kind of the way I was brought up. So it's a little bit old-fashioned, but I find that when you take care of people, they'll take care of you. Absolutely. People don't work under the gun of, uh, of intimidation or fear for their job. If they believe in your vision and they know that you care about them, yep. they'll do anything for you. The relationships that we have in our lives allow us to be more successful. Absolutely. Whether they're really great relationships, then we'll be really successful. If they're not great relationships, then the converse <laughs> could happen as well. That's so very you're, true. You're, you're right on, on target. Mm -hmm. I did want to shift slightly, and you touched on this, and you know, you care about people, and you care about attracting top talent yes, to your indeed. company and keeping them there. And some of the research we've seen recently illustrates that, especially young people, millennial audiences, they're looking for what's next and why are they going to stay at a certain company. And one of those triggers is passion for the community and helping others. And I know that's something that's important to you and your team at Diversin as well. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Well, absolutely. And uh, part of uh, our retention strategy is just what you said, is to be a good steward of our relationships in the community. Yeah. So we support the local organizations that support us. So we are involved in everything, you know, from St. Jude's to Chamber of Commerce. You know, we're working with all these clients and they have their own philanthropic endeavors that we're also supporting. Yeah. We find that when it comes to millennials, they have to believe in what they're doing. Yeah, totally. It can't just be, oh, I made money and that's great. They yeah. want to know, what are you doing for the community? What are you doing to create a more diverse and inclusive workforce? So that will... Hold them as long as you can hold them. Millennials do like to switch it up and move around a little bit. 
But I think one of the advantages that Diversion has is that we're in the technology space, right? which changes rapidly. Yep. That will keep their attention a little bit longer. Yeah, totally. And, and I do have to say, as we think about young people coming into the workplace today, they are remarkably thoughtful about what kind of impact the company is having on the community, on the environment, on other things that go beyond the work environment. Absolutely. And as I mentioned before, Independence Blue Cross, 80 years mm-hmm. in our community. Few organizations do it as well as Independence Blue Cross does when it comes to connecting with the community, in part because it's the patients and their families, your membership that you're serving as well. And Greg, I know that's an important passion for you and the team at Independence as well. Absolutely. And I was just listening to some of Gene's comments about talent and about, you know, the importance of having kind of something that really attracts and retains talent. And it's interesting in independence, we have a wide range of talent in terms of demographics, but we have a significant population of millennials, many of whom we've attracted from the local colleges and universities in the area. And we also have a significant population that have spent 35, sometimes 40 plus years with the company. And a lot of it comes down to really that commitment of the organization to serving our members well, to making sure that they are the healthiest that they can possibly be and they're getting the best and highest quality care that this community offers. But also a lot of it is about volunteerism and the things that we do in the community. So we're certainly very proud of that. One of the ways that that our associates can engage in that, we have something called the Blue Crew, which goes around to various organizations throughout the community and volunteers their time and and talent to helping those organizations to really execute on their respective missions. We sponsor a number of events that really are aligned with helping our members and the greater Philadelphia area community to really maintain a healthy lifestyle. So you're probably familiar with the Blue Cross Broad Street Run, which Absolutely. we did a couple of months ago. Yeah, you know we're not too far away from the the skating rink here at Penn's Landing. Right. So we're a proud sponsor of that. You know, along with a number of other initiatives throughout the community. No doubt about. It. The Blue Crew is everywhere. Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> and, and a lot of what happens in our community wouldn't be possible without the engagement and the support of Independence Blue Cross and the people of Independence Blue Cross. So, folks, we're talking with uh, Greg Devins, who is the treasurer and CFO of Independence Blue Cross, along with Gene Waddy, who is the CEO of Diversant. And Diversant's a locally owned staffing company. They are the largest African-American-owned IT staffing firm in the United States, and they have a great relationship with Independence Blue Cross to provide a variety of IT support-related services and some payroll services as well. Um, Greg, I know that you were born and raised, or at least born in New Orleans and raised in St. Louis, (laughs) lived in Connecticut for the majority of your professional career, and now you call Greater Philadelphia home. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what are some of your favorite places in greater Philadelphia that you've been exposed to that when you tell family and friends from around the country and around the world that, hey, we're now living in Philadelphia, not only in Philadelphia, we're living in the city, in Old City, mm-hmm. part of, of the community. What kind of stands out for you? Boy, that's tough. You know, as I mentioned, I've only been here uh, about nine months. We've actually lived here in, in Philadelphia, and we love the area, having lived in a lot of other places around the country and even outside the country for a while. Yeah. We've typically lived in suburban areas, which are great for us, and there are a lot of great suburbs here, but we decided as empty nesters we were going to do something a little different and live in the city. 
And first, I mean, we love the history of this city. We love the spirit and creativity and innovation that it really is part of the spirit of the the people of the community, which is great. The restaurant scene is fabulous and probably better than most other places I've ever been before. So we certainly take advantage of that. And then I'm a big sports nut. So the passion that people have around their sports teams is really uh, incredible here in Philadelphia. So I love that as well. Absolutely. It doesn't get any better when it comes to sports (laughs) and restaurants, frankly. One of my favorite fun facts, last year, 2017, three chefs in greater Philadelphia were James Beard Award winners. I don't think any other region could say that they had, or city could say that they had three James Beard Award winners uh, in the same year. It's pretty impressive. It is. And this year, there's there's one. Uh, In 2018, there's another James Beard Award winner as well. So it's a culinary kind of uh, scene that is right at the top of the list. It really is. And Gene, I know you're you're native to New Jersey, so you know the neighborhood pretty well, but you're getting much more acclimated to to the city of Philadelphia. And when, when you have friends come down and say, you know, let's meet after work in, in the city, what do you what do you like to do? <laughs> I got to be totally honest. Yeah, I go to Ashton Cigar Bar. Nice. That's where I go. <laughs> okay, I love. I'm a big cigar guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, hold you got hold cigars, and then the yeah. Ashton's the lounge on the top. And sure, you can't do better. Yeah, I mean, it's a first class experience, <laughs> and uh, the food is fantastic as well as the whole you know the ambiance of the place. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just awesome. So hopefully, maybe later on tonight, I'll go by after we're done here. You never know. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny, you know, also coming here because I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Believe it or not. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Growing up in Jersey. Growing up in Jersey. I know know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, it's quite interesting, you know, during football season, being a Cowboy fan and being in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, A true story. I actually was uh, at the uh, Ashton's one night, and uh, I just, you know, had a a drink and some little food there, and I gave my Dallas Cowboy credit card. Okay. True story. (laughs) The guy said... That's not acceptable here. I'm going to give you the food and the drink for free. Wow. He rather than put his hands on that car. Yeah. He gave me that that is hospitality. That, that's a true story. Yeah. And he said, "Listen, don't, don't bring that out again." Yeah, okay? right, and right. So I got a good chuckle out of that. But, that's great. Um, but it's always in good fun. Yeah. Um, my wife, and my children have we've taken in games at Lincoln yeah. Field. Yeah, um, sure. One of my greatest memories of Philadelphia. I got to see uh, the late great uh, Prince uh, perform. Oh, nice. Uh, and, yeah. out there as well. Yeah. So it's it's a great city for many. Reasons. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And you know what I love about it? And this conversation kind of illustrates that there's something for everybody no in question. Greater yes. Philadelphia, whether it's the museums or whether it's the restaurant scene or other kind of recreational activities. So I want to come back to business a little bit and, you know, kind of a, a two part question. Is there something that stands out? And Gene, I'll start with you as you're kind of in the entrepreneurial space of starting your company. Mm-hmm. Is there something that stands out for you that you learned that lesson or, or is it just a high note for you? It's like, wow, this was a great experience as we grow this company now into 13 locations across Mm -hmm. the United States, Philadelphia being one of those primary spots for your team to establish and grow. Is there that moment of kind of pride that stands out, that moment that I really felt proud of what we were doing? So I've been doing this for 14 years, the CEO of Diverse, and I've been in the staffing industry 25 years. Okay. But the moment that stands out for me was attending the graduation for our first cohort of military veterans who graduated through our program called the STAR Program, Okay. whereby we're taking veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, and with our clients' commitment, training them and developing them, their skill sets on a specific technology. And when they come through the program, it's not just the technology training, it's also learning how to navigate the corporate world as right. opposed to working in the military uh, yeah. environment. Right. There's mentoring. We're teaching them basically professional uh, 
corporate skills they're going to be able to use for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And so our cohort, uh, we had the graduation on the campus of Penn State. In yep. Abington. Okay. And yep. it was quite touching for me. It was about 25 folks, mostly of diverse backgrounds, uh, yep. because that's what's in the military that's yep. coming out. And watching this graduation was quite touching, because some of these folks, these are our heroes, and that some of them were unemployed or doing odd jobs and yep. such. They were very thankful and very humble as well. I got to meet their parents and their children and their grandparents in some cases. Yeah. And uh, it was quite touching. So a true story, uh, one of the veterans uh, was a, a Marine, and uh, after the graduation was over, you know, I was always kind of kidding with this one guy, and I said, okay, you know, you're ready for this, you know, you're, you're getting ready to embark on a career in IT as a project manager at Merck, you know, Merck was right. the client, right. and I said, you ready for this? And he got <laughs> right in my face, and he said, sir, you know, military folks, they always say sir, yep. he said, sir, I've been shot at, okay, in the desert for eight years, and right. I think I can handle Merck, okay, and I just <laughs> busted out laughing, and it was just a great moment, but I remember that feeling, because it was... It was a time in my career where I realized what it was all about. You right. know, we were actually doing good. Yeah. And you don't realize the impact you're having on people's lives until you engage in that kind of moment. And, you know, our veterans who are coming home, they may be experiencing different kinds of challenges that Absolutely. aren't always apparent, that go as far as confidence building to yes. can I actually perform. So those kinds of training programs go a long way. And that's a great story. Thank you for sharing oh, that, thank Gene. You. And, Greg, something that stands out for you in, in your time working, whether it's at Independence Blue cross or elsewhere, especially based on your commitment to diversity and inclusion, which is not something you just develop when you join independence. Right. Well, first of all, Matt, let me just say that 2017 was a really pivotal year for me because I joined Independence Blue Cross as the CFO of the company, and, and really it was a, a long-term professional goal of mine was to take on that type of role. So 2017 was a great year. You know, I've been with the organization about 18 months and really delighted to be part of the team. So one of the highlights, I would say, is just the pleasure of working with a great team of people and a great community of folks like, you know, Gene's organization at Diversant, but lots of other partners that we have uh, throughout the community. The other thing I would just say is the company's incredible commitment to this community. Yep. And this past spring, I was fortunate enough to represent our company at the starting line for the Blue Cross Broad Street Run. And to stand there on that podium, have a chance to say a few words on behalf of the company, but more importantly, to look out at this sea of humanity, 40,000 runners, one of the biggest yep. uh, 10-mile runs in the country. I think it is the biggest That's in the right. country. And to see this sea of humanity that all are dedicated to a healthy lifestyle and reflecting that in their commitment to this very long run was just incredible for me. And the, the sense of, of pride I got in representing the company in, in that type of environment was great. So Certainly pride-inspiring, that's for sure. Yes. And, you know, your comment, too, Greg, about appreciating the team you work with, it's not something we want to take for granted, because you don't realize right. how special that is until you are working with a team that isn't great. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's so, true. so that's that's great that you recognize that, and, and yes. you've uh, you've had the chance over your career to experience different levels of commitment and engagement. And Absolutely. It doesn't get any better than Independence Blue Cross, that's for sure. Yes. So my other question for you guys is, when your friends, when your family, when your colleagues, when your prospective partners are listening to this, what do you want them to know? What do you want them to think about when it comes to your company and your passion and your vision? When folks listen to this this podcast, I want them to understand that being an entrepreneur, being a job creator is a wonderful platform. You can do good and make money at the same time. 
many people misunderstand that concept. They think that you can, you know, <laughs> if you're going to make money, you have to step on people and, and treat people uh, poorly or just be aggressive and, and such. And there are times when you have to make some tough decisions. But I'm proud of the fact that when, you know, they meet me and they hear the diverse story, it empowers people. Right. There are folks that have actually started their businesses after hearing me speak. That's a true story. I wow. actually um, gave a talk around entrepreneurship in Philadelphia. Uh, we won the Vendor of the Year Award, and we're part of a group called the NMSDC, which is National Minority Supplier Development Council. Okay. And they uh, gave us a Vendor of the Year Award, and I gave a speech. And I told the crowd that, you know, my story is your story. Like I said, first generation, humble beginnings. Yeah. And here I am now, you know, we're number. 20 on the black enterprise, you know, 100 of right. black owned businesses in the country. Wow. That's you great. A little guy can, from Neptune. Congratulations, well, thank by you, the way. You yeah, know, that's so, really amazing. So, Seriously. So I'm standing up there and I just, you know, when I speak, I usually just speak from the heart. I yeah. don't usually do too many right. notes. And you say, hey, if Wadi can do it, that's exactly, you can do it. I literally <laughs> said that. That was my closing. Is that right? Closing speech. Absolutely. Go on YouTube. It's there. Yeah. I said, I said, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And literally there was a guy that came up to me at the end who had been laid off that week. Wow. And that guy has been in touch with me. Okay, yep. That was maybe five years ago, six years ago. Right. And he started his own business as a result. That's great. So mm. again, it's the little things like that. You just don't know the impact, like you said. That's earlier. right. Yeah. yeah, that ripple effect. No question. It can be really powerful. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, good. That's great. And Greg, how about for you and the team at Independence? What do you want listeners to this broadcast mm. to appreciate? Well, first, I'd like for people to appreciate that uh, this community is very passionate. It's diverse. It's steeped in history. But at the same time, it's incredibly forward-thinking, which is important, uh, certainly to me. I'd like for people to know that Independence shares many of those qualities as well. As I mentioned before, we've had the pleasure of serving this community for 80 years now. And, you know, we have an unwavering commitment to the community, all of the members and customers that we serve. And uh, it's really been an honor for us to serve over that period of time. And like many other organizations in the community, we really understand and value long-term strategic relationships. Yep. And so, you know, we're constantly looking to build and to maintain those types of relationships as we engage with, with all sorts of parties across this, this community. And I have found this community to be incredibly welcoming you know, for me as a, a newcomer to the organization and to the city. So I'm very thankful for that as well. That's great. I, I think we all know successful relationships, they take time. you yes. got to invest in them. They don't yes. just happen. And, and independence lives that every day. And we're thrilled. You know, here at Select Greater Philadelphia, part of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia, we're really thrilled that you both have joined us. We've been talking with Greg Devins, the treasurer and CFO of Independence Blue Cross, along with one of their great supplier partners in Diversant. But thank you both for joining us. I really appreciate it. And we couldn't be more thrilled to have you right here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Thank you. Our Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners, including Stradley Ronin. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia, and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. You can learn more at stradley.com. And by Independence Blue Cross, a leading health insurance company offering health plans from managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid, and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. 
check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.